0: You know, our alumni uh, is so deep. And, and I was having this conversation with Dan Whalen, who's the CEO of the Bill's Girls Club in Kingston, which, as you know, is another place close to my heart. Um, and we were talking yesterday, and I was saying, you know, that our alumni in Kingston is so deep, that people don't even really know. And we have people all over the country, and they all started at Kingston, you know? And, uh, and that's another thing that I don't want people to ever lose sight of, because a lot of great things have come through Kingston and from Kingston we'd had coaches, you know, we had a long history of, of coaches being there a long time. So for, for us to go through three head coaches in three years, I think it was stunning. Uh, you know, we had kids all kids on that team who were seniors who in four years of high school had a different coach every year. And that's that's not right. It's, it's you know, we had three athletic directors in three years. So there was, a, it was it was probably as bad as it, it could have gotten. Even as things I felt like were bad, I, I still, you know, first of all, I'm, I'm always a believer. Um, But I still felt like the community support was there, even though things were were really bad. And it still continues to be. But then I also felt like, you know, as bad as it is, we're really only a little tweak here and a little tweak there, away from things being being a lot better. So we were down, in the third quarter. I want to say it was 40 to 18 or somewhere. And one of the things that I'm constantly preaching to the kids is is just, you know, know, just keep playing. Play the next play. And those guys kept playing and kept playing and we ended up coming back and we we just came and we got some onside kicks, we blocked, I mean, we just, those kids did everything. It was a huge thing and and that got a lot of excitement and uh, some momentum going our way. Hey, this is Coach Quentin Johnson, head football coach at Kingston High School, Kingston, New York. And you're listening to the Iron Dread Podcast. Go Tigers!
1: Welcome back, folks, to another episode of the Iron Dread podcast. This one is episode number 44, and we're catching up with Kingston High School head football coach, one of my great friends, Quentin Johnson. Quentin comes back in and tells us a little bit about. Kingston High School Football, where Kingston High School Football was the last time we talked to him way back in episode 10 and 11 in January of 2018, uh, and give us an update of where he's at now uh, with with the program. We also talk a lot about what football means to us and tradition, and even have some segments where we get to know Quentin a little bit better, get to have some fun with some song reactions, and of course our speed set questions. But before we bring Quentin in, I'd like to remind you to follow us on social media at our new social media handle, at Iron Dread You can find us on Instagram and Twitter for that. Um, if you like the show and you're listening to us on any of your major podcast platforms, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, give us a subscribe, give us a follow, and keep up with us. We're found on all major podcast platforms. Apple users could leave a star rating and review for us, and it really helps us with the show. But what you could do to help us the most is share the episodes each week and use the hashtag IDPodcast when doing so. This helps to get new listeners to the, uh, to the episodes each week and can really help us to promote the show, and we appreciate it if you would share your interactions with the podcast, and of course, tag the podcast handle. Well, uh, things here in Dexter as we uh, record this episode forty-four it will be today is Wednesday, November fourth as we record this. It's uh, things are going. Football is going on out here. Um, we Preparing for our second playoff team. Um, Playing a strong Labonian Churchill team this weekend. And uh, we'll see what we get. All in all, uh, things are going well. Doing the best we can with online learning, like I'm sure many of you teachers and coaches are. Uh, Just trying to make the best of each situation. So, folks, without any further ado, I'll give you episode number 44 with my friend, Quinn Johnson. Here we are, we're back, live to record from the Sanctorium of Strength out here in Munith, Michigan. I have been chatting, uh, we've probably already been talking for about a half hour, 45 minutes. Um, me, me and this gentleman, one of my best friends in the world, uh, man who uh, is going to be in my wedding, my second wedding coming up here. Uh, <laughs> and that is the head football coach at our alma mater, Kingston High School, Mr. Quentin Johnson. Quentin, welcome back to the show.
0: Hey, thanks a lot for having me. I've been looking forward to getting back on. I appreciate it. Hey, getting married such a great thing. Might as well do it twice, you know? I had so much fun the first time. Do it again, right?
1: Hey, I only agreed to do it once. Well. <laughs> <laughs> True. Hey, me too, by the way. I only agreed to do it once. I said, I'm
0: not
1: yeah. doing it again. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we, uh, we're glad to have Quentin back. Um, if you go back in the archives of the Iron Dread podcast, uh, it's crazy to think it, it, it. we've been been doing this for this long now. But episode 10 and 11, uh, Quentin was on back in January of 2018. In the early, early infancy of the Iron Dread podcast and how the podcast has changed, how life has changed since then um, and we're gonna we're gonna check in with Quentin and the Kingston Tiger football program and he's gonna you know kind of update all of us uh, on, on how things are going there um, but first you know we, one of our traditions here and we're gonna talk about tradition as well uh, but one of our traditions of the podcast is our speed set questions mm-hmm. uh, and, and we're gonna we're gonna hammer try to hammer these out they always go long they're never fast but they're fun <laughs>
0: But Unfortunately, I don't know how helpful I'll be in, in in going fast, but I'll do the best I can.
1: They're fun, and we'll we'll hammer them out, and we'll we'll get going here. So, as as it's always said, right? The first question, being a Michigan-based guy these days, uh, is it a go blue, right, or go green for Quentin Johnson?
0: Oh, <laughs> go blue, of course. Yeah, go blue, of course. Now, the reason I hesitated for a second was because I used to really uh, follow. So Pat Narduzzi, who was Michigan State's um, D coordinator for years, um, I I followed him. I ran his defense for some years, and now he's at Pitt, so I kind of follow Pitt. So um, when he was there, before you got to Michigan, you know, I really followed them. Um, I think they got to the Rose Bowl. They won the Rose Bowl. I don't think you were there yet uh, in Michigan. And then um, they got to the playoff. And I think right after that, uh, Pat and Mardusi left and went to Pitt, and then I kind of stopped following them. So go blue. <laughs> that'll, yeah. keep our, that'll keep our friendship intact
1: a little longer. Hey, well, listen, you don't know me. I'm I'm impartial. My wife, yeah. however, yeah, right, very, very <laughs> different. And we're, we're not yeah. we're not going to tell her anything about your fandom of PJ Fleck in Minnesota. But Michigan is care yeah. business, so we're we're good. Yeah.
0: Big then, I was like, ooh, good thing. I didn't want to have to. <laughs>
1: hey, and we can talk about it here because she doesn't listen to the podcast. Oh, my cool. my, own, my own wife does not listen to the podcast that I spend all this time making, um, <laughs> but then, gets, then tells me that she wants to be on. I said, you don't even listen, but you mm-hmm. want to be on. Okay, we'll figure Happy it out. Wife. You know it. You know it. <laughs> Favorite movie?
0: Um... I, I always have to go back to remember the Titans. I just can't, the older, I, I try and not say that, but I, I always go back to remember the Titans. Every time it's on, I got to watch it. No matter what, you no, know, I just, I can't, you know, I can't get away from it. And then of course, you know, kind of like my capstone with remember the Titans was, um, you know, they came to Brockport and we were freshmen and, uh, we got to listen to to coach Boone and, and Coach Hills, who both passed away. Um, you know, in the last, you know, couple years, but, uh, I just can't, th- th- it's just such a special movie. And then knowing that I had a chance to see those guys in real life and talk to them, it just adds, in, you know, to that legacy. So no matter what, I can't help but answer. Remember the Titans. Absolutely. Yeah. One of my
1: favorites as well. Your yeah. favorite TV
0: show. Uh, Right now, uh, This Is Us. So I tell everybody who's listening, I I tell the parents, I tell the kids. The kids have heard me say it on Open House. I use uh, a slide from there. Um, uh, Do you
1: watch This Is Us? My wife does. And and I I hold back from watching, but then I'll find myself sitting down in the chair and asking her questions like, oh, what the heck is going on? The the fact that I know some of the characters, right? Like, I I know who Randall is. I know who... Uh, yeah, 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 you know, all the all the different people. Um, yeah, but it's so an emotional it's, show. It's
0: yeah, it's literally it it, it 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 takes you through every emotion. So you laugh, you know, uh, maybe you cry, you feel sad, you feel happy. Uh, but to me, it's so realistic. Like I watch it and I feel so, like as I'm, like I actually feel myself, um, you know, in the emotion of the characters. And there's not a show that's done that for me. You know, probably if I first of all I've never been a big show guy, like watching things weekly, you know what I mean? Like, um, so that's definitely number one. I, I do have a one A, which might be a little more appropriate for this uh podcast is All American. So I don't know if you've seen All American. Um some of the kids I think have seen All American is uh it's on I think the CW and um it's a show about a high school kid who uh is basically a stud and he goes through some life things and he's got a tra- he transfers to um, so I think he lives in Crenshaw, uh, I think it's Crenshaw, but he lives in, in the hood and he gets an opportunity through his mother. Uh, one of her high school sweethearts, uh, is the coach at, um, Beverly Hills high school. So they're crosstown rivals and obviously a socioeconomic difference there. Um, and he ends up transferring to that school and playing and, and he goes through these struggles of, you know, because he loves his hometown. He loves Crenshaw and he's all about it but he's torn because he's got a great opportunity to play for a great coach and and all that. So, um, whoops, I don't know. What did I just do there? Okay. Hopefully you didn't lose me.
1: No, I didn't lose you. I lost your picture for a minute. All
0: right. Sorry. Uh, but he goes through this whole, um, thing with, with, with playing football. So that's definitely my, my one a, so Tuesdays, uh, is this is us. I believe Mondays is all American, but of course they're both, uh, kind of on pause right now. So, Mm -hmm. Favorite two shows. Other than that, you know, I'd have to go back to elementary school and say Power Rangers. Mighty Morphin Power
1: Rangers. <laughs> I was hoping you would, would bring up the Power Rangers. Uh, <laughs> These kids oh, don't yeah. know. They don't
0: know. No, nah, nah, I, I talk about it all the time. The great shows we had in the 90s, like this stuff they watch on TV now, It's if they watch it, it's it's nothing compared. I, I tell the kids, come home from school, I sit down, do my homework, go upstairs, catch the last five minutes of Animaniacs, and then watch Power Rangers. And I couldn't wait till the next day to do it again. Good times.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so obviously uh, I know right, that you're, you're very active in many things, but what would you say is your number one hobby?
0: Um, It's, it's become uh, anything with my son. Uh, so it used to be, you know, probably church or something outside or, you know, whatever. Now it's become anything with, with my son. So, uh, you know, I know, you know, but maybe there's people who don't know. So we had a one month, um, almost a one year old, he will be one November 16th, um, Jeremiah. And uh, it's crazy. So everything I like, when I get home, it's like, all right, what can I do with Jeremiah while I'm home? What can I do? You know, it's, it's anything with my son and it's still crazy when I say it out loud, how, how, how that, like sometimes they even say, "Like wow, I have a son." You know what I mean? So anything with him and, and my wife, I should probably say that too. But <laughs> good job, known, good job. I've known her longer, and she will probably listen to this. So
1: <laughs> she will, uh, she will listen. Mine yeah. is not yours. Will yeah. <laughs> um, which hey, that could be a fun, fun episode, right? You get hey. your wife and my wife on the same show talking about being coaches' wives.
0: Coaches' wives, there's a special place in heaven for them. Let me tell you,
1: Absolutely. yeah, that's. Uh, all right, so one of one of the big big things out here, right? and I, I bring this up on every podcast, especially when I get a you know a fellow native New Yorker on the podcast, and you and I have ventured to many places to eat this certain food item, mm. and that of course is chicken wings. Mm. Tell the people how do you order them, and what do you dip them in? Oh,
0: all right. So, I uh, order them. First of all, they get, you got to get them crispy. You got to get them crispy. There can't be those soggy, you know, got to get them crispy. Um, I've become, to tell you the truth, a big garlic parm fan. I used to be straight, like mild and hot. The hotness has gone down over the years, but um, I could always still do medium or mild. But uh, I'm, I've become a garlic parm fan. And. Um, I am a ranch dipper. I know that's a big sin. Yeah.
1: Goodness. In a turn of events, my <laughs> own friend has turned on me. Now,
0: I do love blue cheese. Uh, I don't know what it's like. Oh, lately, lately I've been a ranch guy. Maybe too much blue cheese over the years.
1: Lately, I've been a ranch
0: guy. <laughs> well, folks,
1: that's the end of our show. Quentin, thanks for being on. Um, you know, <laughs> good to talk with you again, buddy. Uh, I'll see you over <laughs> the holidays.
0: I almost, I almost said blue cheese
1: because I knew, but I couldn't lie. So. No, you can't lie. You have to, you have to say it, say it like yeah. it is. Uh, yeah. And and I respect you for it, right? Well, even, even here's, I, I, we disagree.
0: I'm going to eat boneless wings, which is not a topic for discussion. I'm going to eat boneless wings. I'll use ranch. I might as well just put those two together. And then if I do eat my bone-in wings, blue cheese is is probably what I would use. So I guess, I guess I kind of saved myself by doing it that way. So we we had a Buffalo Wild Wings open up here uh, and you remember our original one up in the mall. They just opened a new one. So we I got the little bundle cuz I wanted to see how both were. Mm-hmm. So I did get um I think they only give you one. You can't have both. So I did go with ranch for that just because I wanted to really uh see how their boneless wings were because obviously,
1: you know, they're made for their regular wings. But
0: anyways, mm-hmm. I guess to answer your question, yes.
1: Boneless, boneless wings aka buffalo style chicken tenders aka buffalo style chicken nuggets or my favorite name for them trash
0: <laughs> i knew it. yeah well i go back and forth I, I nothing better than you know the bone in chicken wing that's for sure and we had a nice little, you know, being up in, in Brockport, we had a nice, you know, when I come home, I still, there's very few places that can really touch some of those wings we had back in the glory days. Oh, However, instead of eating 30 now, I eat about 10 to 12. I don't eat 30 anymore.
1: 20 <laughs> kind of the cap for me.
0: Yeah, and I, and I don't even know if I can get to 20. Sometimes I can, but I remember sitting down with 30 and being in about 30 minutes having a plate of empty bones. Uh,
1: what, was, what was the place? What was the place in where we had the card?
0: Was it the stone yard?
1: No, no. It was, right, it was right next to the house that we lived in or just down the road from the house we lived in. Um, We could, we walked there from the house all the time. It's not – Rocco's is sticking to my brain, but it's not – it wasn't Rocco's. What was the place that we had the – they had all the Brockport stuff up inside. Um,
0: was it, it wasn't by the canal. Canal side? It wasn't Canal side, no.
1: No, no, it wasn't Canal side because Canal side became Rocco's, right? Yes, that's
0: right. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, right.
1: But it was, uh, and all our Brockport people are probably, you know, screaming it out right now as they, yeah, they're listening to yeah. it.
0: Yeah, on the corner. It was right on the corner there. Right, I think right. like the police station was behind it, right? It was it uh, Flash?
1: Flash's Tavern.
0: Flashes, Yeah, there we go. I remember Flashes, Yeah, good place.
1: We used to go in there with our discount cards from, from football. That's right. Buy one, get right. one or whatever they were.
0: Mm, good times. So simple then. <laughs> You ate. You ate till you dropped, and then you slept until you wanted to. You
1: know. And then ordering garbage plates after midnight, which are never mm-hmm. a good, never a good idea.
0: I try and explain that to people now, and they, there's, it's such a foreign concept because of where we are, and yeah. you know, I try and explain it, and they're like, I don't know. I'm like, ah, oh, it's the best. Yeah. I don't know when I'll have the other one, but at some point, I got to pass through. Well, was. Get my. On another one i don't even know if i would like it anymore but at one o'clock in the morning that was the best, that was the best. it was, that was yeah
1: it was, <laughs> it was the best shout yeah. out to jimmy jimmy z's texas hots jimmy z's that's right even He's though that that sucker going. tried to throw me out that one night when i was trying to get the nwo wolf pack from him. remember that
0: uh, yeah i think i stopped going there for a while after that i was very unhappy yeah. but you know, he probably deals with so many jerks that he didn't, but he had to realize we've been going there for years. Anyways, yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah, he knew us. He knew us. He knew yeah. me. He knew you. Yeah. Uh, we would always walk in there together. Yeah. Uh, like they knew yeah. we were there.
0: not going to get into it, but I, th- I stopped going there for a while after that. I was very unhappy.
1: I think the next one's here after, um, as we, we've talked a little bit about some of these on, on the last one. So we'll just hammer through them real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. When you're, when you're training, what's your favorite exercise to train?
0: Um, it, it's, it's.
1: I think I think it's because – so that's a good question. Because you got your home, your home gym set up now.
0: Yeah, I'm almost afraid to say it because it's so, like – but I think it's the bench. I think anything – I hate to sound like a anything with the bench, and and now my workouts are so quick anymore that it's like, you know, the, the days we used to spend hours in the gym and close the gym down, you know. Um, I think it's the bench because I, I can do so many different things. Oh, my phone's saying low power mode or oh. a little battery that's right. I can plug it in. Um, you know, I, I I think, you know, I've done so many things that now it's like, let me just get in and and get efficient and and get out. Um, because of my home gym, um, I, I don't do legs as much anymore. Um, just because, you know, I'm, 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 I'm used to a certain kind of, uh, leg, you know, all the different machines and all that. So I got a squat bar, I do some squats. I've been doing goblet squats more, some single leg stuff. Um, but, seems like the, the the bench and the dumbbells now seem to be kind of my my go-to things anymore
1: yeah it's uh, I mean it happens I mean, th- you know f- for me it's like I'm I gotta walk the walk if I'm gonna talk, the talk to talk w- with some of these kids as a strength coach and right 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 and then, and then uh, you know for me uh, I still do a lot of the same stuff we used to do because I'm yeah. competed so you know as as guys go through life right and and they're kind of their fitness goals change so does how they train
0: that's another thing now you know it used to be and and i know you're still lifting pretty heavy it used to be how heavy can i lift now i'm like hmm let me how many reps can i get in here can i get some high intensity stuff it's almost like my philosophy like i'm I'm in like the the fat burning stages now instead of the muscle building
1: yeah the 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 overreaching goal changes a little bit All right. Uh so I think I already know the answer to this question. Um, but your favorite sport to play? Oh, uh, no question, football. <laughs> Nose football. tackle. Nose tackle and <laughs> <or> defensive <laughs> end.
0: Yeah, in fact, um Anthony Simmons, you remember Anthony Simmons, he uh mm-hmm. he put a thing on Facebook maybe about a week ago and he goes, Oh, you know, I remember playing a game of football. I don't remember when he put it. He said maybe I don't know how many years ago. And it was Quentin Johnson and Keith Nevins, myself, Tom Finch, Ryan Ham, And he goes, there were some big hits that day. So, you know, we used to come home from college, and it was like this unwritten tradition of playing the day before Thanksgiving. Um, we would just go to Deets. In this case, we were at the Armory. I don't know why. That's just where it was that year. And uh, we just played tackle football, and it was the best, you know. So, obviously, it's been a while since I really, you know, but. There's no game like it. I love it. So, still my favorite, and I still have a distaste for soccer. <laughs> now, maybe now more than ever.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, going in the same light, you know, I I know I, I know the answer to this one too. It's probably going to be similar. Your favorite sport to watch? Uh, you know what?
0: I'm gonna just take this a little deeper. I've really become a fan of college football. So, obviously, the pros. You know, my years of being a a diehard Patriots fan, I'm, I'm much more, if you put college and pro in the same time, I'm going to watch college football. And it's just, there's just so many reasons more than I'm just just like I'm all about college football anymore. So, you know, it's football, but like even furthermore, it's college football. I'm loving it. I'm loving seeing all the different, first of all, knowing that they're not necessarily that they're kids, but they're, these guys are playing for, you know, they're, they're playing for their lives. You know what I mean? In the NFL, it's a lot more obviously about the contract and the, you know, it's a business and college is a business and and high school in some ways can feel like a business. Um, But college is a business too. But knowing that these are 18, 19 year old, you know, basically kids, you know, um, college football, no doubt, just seeing the different offenses, how many different, you know, you can watch army play and see that flex bone and, and, and be amazed at it. And at the same time, you can flip over to um ohio state and see them you know or or even um uh i I can't remember if mike Leach is at ole miss or mississippi state
1: i don't know which one it is he's at mississippi state now
0: mississippi state yeah and then you see the air raid and see him throw the ball 50 times you know what i mean like it's it's, you know the nfl is just not like that it's all about the money and the franchise player and we got to protect you know so college football is is by far my favorite
1: absolutely I agree with you. I agree. Yeah. I mean, and when I try to explain to people that when you grow up in New York, you know, college football isn't as profound as the pros. Uh, yeah. Um, but as I yeah. you know, go other places. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. And I see like, you know, down South, it was, you know, where we were in North Carolina, you were, you know, being that close to the triangle, right. Mm-hmm. Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Yeah. Big deal.
1: UNC, Duke, Mm-hmm. NC State all right there, you
0: know. Yep. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, unfortunately, we're at a, a somewhat of a disadvantage in New York with, um, with college football. You know, in the Northeast in general, we're at a disadvantage with with football. And, and, and I hate to say that, but that's just the reality. You know, our biggest trademark program is is Syracuse. Um, and, you know, they've struggled for, for years and years. Um, but for some reason, they always play Clemson tough. Like they played Clemson tough again yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but again if i 'm a kid, and you know you, when you look at a lot of these top programs um like I was watching the game last night with michigan and and um Minnesota, and I want to say the quarterback from michigan 's from Florida um, mm-hmm. and i 'm like if you 're a kid from Florida, why would you want to come to Syracuse New York? you know what I mean like you know what i 'm saying like you don 't you, you you know if you 're going to go up north you 're going to go to a, you know to a storied to play football, we're talking, you know, you to go to a story, you know, like a Michigan or, an, you know, I didn't say what I was going to say, like a, you know, a, a, a storied, uh,
1: you know, northern program, you know what I mean? There's, there's, listen, the the, the listeners of this podcast span across seven countries, okay? <laughs> So it's more than you can, you can say, cause I'm sure that there's some people yeah. in Ohio that yeah. are listening to this and, and well, agree with you. Well,
0: I'll, I'll use Justin Phil as an example, a kid from, you know, from Kennesaw, Georgia, he went to Harrison high school, you know, in Georgia. Um, then he went to university of Georgia for whatever reason, you know, he came up Northeast, he's, he went to Ohio state and, you know, legendary, whether it was urban Meyer or what have you you know um syracuse is just not on that on that same radar you know um uh, from a basketball standpoint obviously they are um but football you know not as much and then you think about like rutgers was was a big time you know for a while and, and they're coming back uh, you know greg Schiano had a chance to meet him it was awesome um uh, you know think about your pit you know Pitt's definitely coming back a little bit with pat Narduzzi. Um, in UConn, I'm not even sure what UConn's coaches anymore, but these are programs that when the big East had football, that's another thing, big East football was, was serious business, you know, for a long mm-hmm. time. And then once that disbanded, I think slowly we kind of saw the, you know, um, the, the lack of emphasis on North, Northeast football, you know, and you've been now all over, you know, all over the country, you can see the difference you know, hundred percent.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, when you go to, when you go to a Michigan game. Yeah. It's there. There's more people than when we go watch the Jets or the Giants play. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah, like for sure, it's, and it's, it means more to them. Correct. Yeah,
0: and it means more to them. So, correct. Yeah, interesting. Yeah,
1: we'll we'll get.
0: I will get back these. Most of these programs I mentioned are doing better. Pitt's doing better the last, you know, so many years. UConn. I'm not sure how they're doing. I'm not sure their coaches, but you know, Rutgers. Rutgers just won their first Big Ten game, and like. Five years or something. So
1: be Michigan State.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, so it's it's gonna come back. You know, it's gonna come back.
1: So. Yeah, for sure. All right, we'll get back to more football talk in a moment. Sure. All right, But sure. let, let's round out the 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 rest of these questions. Two more favorite food.
0: Um, it's become pizza. Can't I, I can never like I could eat pizza every night for dinner. I feel like a elementary student, but. <laughs> I could eat pizza all the time. Like, what do I eat? How about pizza? Pizza, pizza, pizza. So loving pizza, and I'm loving buffalo chicken pizza, chicken bacon ranch, meat lovers, you know, all the above. Shout
1: out out Enzo's there, you know, over there in your neighborhood.
0: (laughs) Yep, yep. I actually like picnic pizza, too.
1: Picnic pizza, yep. Right there by Deeds.
0: Yep, yep, yep. But Enzo's is is my
1: go-to. Right there in your neighborhood. Yeah, good stuff. Last one. Favorite music genre to train to? uh that has actually changed
0: so many times that i can't even give you an answer so first you know for years it was uh 80s rock you know that's what we kind of you know it was acdc and all that stuff you know um and then it changed somewhere to like um i guess you would say rap you know Uh, you know not not the not the trap music the kids listen to these days but you know and then i had this thing with like uh made back music with rick ross i was like man that got me fired up you know and then it turned into like phil collins could fire me up by the time we were seniors in college phil collins got me the most fired up i'd ever been in my life you know so now it's kind of like a mix of everything so when i go downstairs sometimes like you know you probably think i'm crazy when you hear it. it'll go from like welcome to the jungle to like john legend you know in the same workout mix so any any kind of anything the only thing i don't Yeah, really anything. I can't even put anything not in that category, especially being a a teacher and and using music a lot in what we do. You know, the kids have taught me a lot of different things that I wouldn't have listened to normally, you know, that that I kind of like. So, you know, there's this this song these kids played for years, uh, like two years ago, this song, Jay Critch, all the kids were playing it. And I was like, what is this? And then by like the end of the season, I added it to my own list. I'm like, this is kind of catchy, you know what I mean? So... They probably know what it is, so. All
1: right. Well, yeah. it, it is tough when you like a lot of different genres of music, which I know you do. Uh, yeah. while, we're, while we're on the topic of, of music, it, it this is a brand new segment to the show. We're trying it out for the first time. If it fails and all the feedback I get is terrible... I won't do it again. It'll be a one, one and done uh, with you, Quentin Johnson, on the show. But it is a song reaction segment. So I'm going to play you a song. Quentin does not know what songs I'm going to play him, All right. and we are going to get his organic reactions to hearing these songs and uh, what comes to his mind and what meaning has, uh, come to them to him from these. Okay. So, right, are you I'm ready? Are you ready for the first one? I'm, I'm ready. I'm excited. Uh, I can't I can't do that one first. I got to change it up. <laughs> I got to save that. The one I was going to play, I got to save for maybe the last one.
0: Okay. <laughs> so uh, this is probably... So that's the boondocks. Yeah. So <laughs> th- that's probably the first uh, country song that I learned all the words to. So, <laughs> and I don't remember um gosh is that little big town?
1: Little big town, boondock. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I can't remember even how it was either you or Jake Parker. I don't remember. Uh somebody got me onto and I was like, man, that's a great song. And of course, you get a line, I get a poll, we'll go fishing. It's called Five Car Poker on Sunday night or Saturday night church on Sunday morning. And I was like, wow, this is good stuff. So that brings me back. I think that was high school. That brings you back to high school. I think my senior year of high school yeah
1: school. I uh i can remember us jamming uh, yep. to that on on yep. the way back and forth to brockport that nice five-hour drive uh, I listen to uh, a
0: lot we, we do the whole music genre there too
1: yeah for sure the whole way whole way there whole way back trying to get my uh fm um fm transmitter thing to work so we could play uh music off of an, of an ipad
0: i remember that that was wow and that was the original ipod that you had to like click Sideways to change yeah. songs, and it wasn't touchscreen. You, it was probably the size of a universal remote. You, you guys don't even know. These kids don't even know.
1: Yep, we we would be we'd be driving. Uh, I'd be behind the wheel. I'd be the wheel man. Quentin would be the DJ as we would uh, make yeah. our trips to Brockport and back. Yeah. All right, you ready for the next one? Let's do it.
0: Ah, uh, I thought this might make it. So this. <laughs> Ah, ordinary people so this uh john legend i want to say we were juniors when that came out and that like changed my whole i'm like man this is so i so i you know obviously like you know those who know me like when i was growing up as a kid like alicia keys was like my favorite probably for a lot of reasons but all of a sudden this guy john legend comes and he's playing the piano so in fact talking about working out i used to listen to that during track season so, like, before we threw the shot in the disc, I was listening to John Legend or on the bus rack. So that, that brings me back to thinking I could sing and walking around high school. I think uh, I think we were juniors, yeah, if I remember right. But good stuff. Good stuff.
1: Uh, uh, and you could play the piano.
0: I did, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Very little. Yeah, very little. So, in fact, um, i tell you a quick story. So geez I don't know how many years ago it was it was maybe six years ago um I was driving I was driving to work and at the time I worked in Red Hook I was driving over and I hear this thing that John Legend's going to be in Poughkeepsie at the Partivan. so that's you know 20 minutes from us I was like wow this is crazy so I, I couldn't believe it I bought tickets um so I, I my girlfriend at the time I uh, said all right my wife now I said, all right, I'm going to buy tickets for, for us two tickets to see John legend. It's going to be great. She knows how much I love John legend. I know how much she knows how much I love John legend, you know? So I think on Valentine's day, I'm like, I got a great gift for you. So I, I hand her an envelope. She hands me an envelope. Oh, so She opens up her envelope. It's two tickets that I got her, you know, for us to see John legend. I open up her envelope, two tickets to see John legend. So we got other the same gift. And at that point I said, you know, I should probably marry her. <laughs> So by seeing him live, I gotta tell you, it was amazing. Like I, I, it was him playing the piano and maybe three musicians. And it was like better than hearing him on the radio. Like sometimes you see people live and you're like, eh, not that good. He was better live, it was pretty amazing. And just humble and, you know, and the bar vine is tiny. I mean, it's, I mean, you know, I don't know how many people it sits. It doesn't sit a ton, maybe, maybe 150, maybe you know so it was it was a real it was like almost up close and we were up in the balcony but it's such a small place that it was pretty amazing so I'll never forget that and of course when that you know first couple notes played I probably jumped out of my seat like oh it's Ordinary People so and then we picked the John Legend song for our wedding song you know so
1: yeah, yeah absolutely
0: yeah, good stuff good
1: stuff alright two more alright here we go Fuck
0: so i thought this here, but when i hear that i think of kingston new york one two four zero one. when we were juniors i believe we were juniors there's an article in the newspaper 50 reasons to love warwick right and you remember that yep. and coach lock on our high school football coach said hey i'll give you 50 reasons to love kingston and we ran around and and and, and we were pretty proud and we took that pretty seriously and we went around reason number 11 to love Kingston reason number 12 you know so and then we went down and and I think we I know we thumped Warwick I don't remember the score but it was actually I could tell you it was 40 to 18 or something like that I was just looking at the clipping a little while ago but um you know every time I hear that I, I think about we had a highlight tape and when that song came on you'd see welcome to Kingston New York 12401 so you know a big credit to our high school coach for getting us to you know, be proud and excited about Kingston, you know? Absolutely.
1: And we're going to – this is going to feed into our, ne- our next conversation about, about Kingston football and tradition and, and the things that, that we've learned. we got one more, though. Uh, that highlight tape before we, we play the last one. That highlight tape, You you still have a copy of that? I do. I can
0: get that to you. Yeah. yeah uh,
1: I'll, I I'll it. get it on the internet. I'll get it on YouTube. If, if, yeah,
0: if you I have it, it somewhere um, as well as our senior year. I have the last two years we played. The senior I know where that is. Our junior I'm not sure, but I have it. I'm the keeper. I'm the keeper of all the tapes now. So I have it.
1: We can yeah. uh, if 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 you give me that, I will um, get a way to put it into a digital format so that mm-hmm. we have a digital file and we could even make yeah. it uh, make it uh, put it on YouTube if we wanted to.
0: Yeah, there's there's a a, a, a clip of the the '96 highlight tape. You know Kingston's last section. Mm championship winning team uh that's on youtube every now and then i turn that on and get a little fired up mm-hmm. you know so
1: so speaking of getting fired up last mm-hmm. song last song on our song reaction segment i got to come up with a creative name for this uh, the the song reaction segment we have, need need more but here it is last one. Oh.
0: Hmm. well i mean i hey goose, i just got goosebumps because you know what i'm saying i mean that was we lived that from day one wrestling football everything man we you know uh before every game and you know this um we go out we do our thing and we come back in the locker room you know and and we queue up i had tiger we sit in the locker room we turn the lights off and we listen to i had tiger until our coaches came in to, to take us out on the field, you know, and um, like, I'll never forget that, you know, that like hearing that beat immediately makes me just remember being in the locker room, sitting down, like it's game time, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and that's something that I definitely want to make sure that never gets lost in the, you know, we're, we're so, unfortunately, so far away from eye of the tiger and Rocky and all that, you know, um, that, that a lot of people have lost sight of that. Um, so I want to make sure that, you know, we can try and get that back because that's important. Like hearing that just struck a chord, you know. And, and same thing when that comes on my workout list, I'm like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. every, every game, you know.
1: My, my hair standing up as we as yeah, we, it's like
0: you know that, that that's that that might as well be our alma mater. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. obviously, it's not officially, but that might as well be our, our alma mater song. You know.
1: For sure, I, I mean, it, I, it was it was part of the the tradition. For us and i think we'll we'll, we'll segment in a, a little bit of tradition here and then we'll, we'll start talk about the current state of kingston high school football and, and where things are going and what you're working towards but i mean that that song immediately for guys like us um those that came before us mm-hmm. you know some of them, i would assume some of them that came after us I, and i think it with coach lachlan t- he taught that to us that mm-hmm. that them that just that love and pride right yes. you know it's yes. not just a it's not just a um a, a, a words we say right it, it's in it's right. inside and that right. song is kind of the anthem of that for us and that tradition absolutely
0: absolutely you
1: know and it and it comes from and not every place has this not every place no. you know no. we know now now listening you know to some uh charlie chatham's podcast which he's going to be on uh, Soon, Coach CT Chatham, uh, who mm-hmm. was our uh, was the, our rival Newburgh Free Academy head coach. Yep. Um, you know they they had it just as much as we did, which I sure. think is what made those games. Yeah, you know, and, and I got and I got to tell
0: you, if I if my memory serves me correct, I'm pretty sure they used to play Eye of the Tiger when we played them. If I can remember, I think I remember being on the field and hearing. It could be now as a coach. I don't remember, but I feel like I feel like that was always a, a slight towards us that other schools would play eye of the tiger when we and went I'm there playing our would, song that would really fire us up. You know what I mean? Like that we took ownership over that. You don't play our song. That's don't our, play song,
1: our song.
0: You know? So yeah. You know, it's one of the things, um, I'll just talk about coach Chatham. Okay. One of the things that, you know, him and I spoke, uh, you know, we, we speak sometimes, um, I can't yeah. say often, but uh, you know, we speak. And, um, I told him we were talking about some things and he mentioned Kingston in his podcast and I sent him a message and, um, one of the things that I said, I, I remember taking personal as a player was seeing when we would go down and we were on the, when I was on the wrestling team, we would be down in the locker room and, you know, we had a lot of things on the wall. And one of them, it was like his business card and right on this card, it said, you know, go Newburgh beat Kingston. And I remember being like a 16 year old kid being like, I just hate Newberg so much, you know, and it was like personal for us. And I told him that like that really, you know, we took that personal, you know, and that's something that I'll never uh, let go of, you know what I mean? So... Um, and we, we can talk about a lot of things, but you know, the, the rivalry still lives and it's still, um, significant. I mean, they've had our number the last couple of years, but you know, everything, everything turns around eventually, you know, and Kingston beat Newburgh 17 years in a row. Um, I want to say from the late seventies, right up through to mid nineties, um, 17 years in a row, Kingston beat Newburgh. So, you know, we we'll have our day again, hopefully soon.
1: Yeah. And we've been we've been a part of a few teams that that have beaten Newberg, and and it, it, that all adds into our tradition, right? The you know, the when we went down there our our senior year and you know, on that grass field that that mm. got changed shortly after. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think
0: Eight or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We, I still have a, a, a piece of grass. So when we went down and and those guys who don't know the story, I try and tell the kids as much as I can. We went down, um, I want to say we were down 20 to nothing, uh, in the second quarter. And, um, you know, one thing about the team that we played on and, and the way we were taught and coached, is that, you know, even though we were down, we never ever felt like we were out, you know what I mean? So I remember thinking, all right, it's 20 to nothing. Um, and I've told the kids this story before, you know, we went down as sophomores against a really good Newberg team. Um, and we had 10 sophomores on our team. And obviously I'm not making excuses, but they thumped us, you know, um, a lot. And I remember um, my, our junior year, they beat us by a touchdown at Deets 21-14. I'll never forget that. Kind of like, you know, last couple plays of the game. Mm-hmm. So then our senior year, we go down to play them um, and everything's online, you know, playoffs, all that stuff. It's your classic rivalry. And uh, last game of the year, all that stuff. And I remember going down 20 to nothing. I remember looking around the huddle and saying, you know, to the guys in the huddle, and we had some 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 dudes in the huddle, you know, who had, who had lived it as long, you know, as, as I did, as we did. And I remember saying, look, guys, I'll die on this field before I let what happened the last time where they beat us by so much happen again you know, and, and we never really lost our resolve. I mean, you know, you were there and and a big part of it. It's just, you know, we never felt like we were out of the game, no matter And all of a sudden, you know, we block a field goal, and then we scored right at the half. And, you know, in this game, momentum is a big thing. You know, when we scored right before the half and we went in at halftime 20 to six, and we kind of went in with the idea that, all right, we survived probably the worst half we've ever played. And it's only 20 to six, you know, and we found a way to go out and, and we came back and won, um, 34-30, Thirty-four thirty, if I'm correct, uh, mm-hmm. thirty-four thirty, and we and we got to the playoffs, and then to the Section Nine championship game, and, and we lost to the the eventual state champs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so yeah, yeah. It,
1: it's um, and I and I tell that story, right? And it, it obviously with you know being in different places that that don't know you know, yeah. the, the, the level that we know it um, obviously doesn't have as much of the same effect, but like, you know, we came, we found a way to do it. It was bad. Yep. We were yep. struggling. We built yep. back up. We, yep. we took the momentum, carried rode the momentum. Yep. I mean, Hey, isn't that, that was the, that was the game when we went going into that, that's when we made uh, an adjustment at quarterback What yep. right? and started doing some different things. Yeah.
0: Yep, so we, we took our running back, Coleman Edmund, who ended up playing at Cal and, and UCLA and some really good places. He graduated from Cal, Berkeley, um, and he was our running back, and he was a stud, you know, and, and they moved him that week to quarterback, or I'm sorry, he was our quarterback, uh, and they moved him to running back, um, and Mark Jackson came in and played quarterback, and um, and we basically changed our whole offense in a week, you know, Um you know, so I, I give coach a lot of credit. I will give our coach a lot of credit to make that move. Uh You know, when it goes right, you can look back and say, oh, man, what a great decision. But when things don't go right, you know, you got to be willing to live with the result, you know. And I know he was and, and and that was, you know, a part of this whole thing. But, you know, that was something to imagine we changed our whole offense in a week. You know, I went down and played, you know, the, the you know, top two or three the top two team in our league you know yep. it was all it, you know and, and I remember as a senior the narrative was Monroe Newburgh one and two and Kingston's always sitting at three when are they going to break into the top two you know and you and that and we were like this is a year we're going to break in you know and we did so and we would have broken to Monroe except they were state champs that year imagine that you know so but uh,
1: we, we, we still played, probably, him, we played, played them did. the closest that whole year
0: yeah twenty i'll never forget twenty five nineteen. so yeah. they went on i think they won the state title like 40 to 12 or something they, they smoked
1: some team in the final so they were, they were damn good you, you couldn't you couldn't knock them hello this is rob schwartz teacher at dexter high school and you're listening to the iron dread podcast when we talk about tradition, right, and obviously you and I can talk about our playing days and all that, but we'll we'll bring up a man that we we lost not too long ago, yeah. Um, and and he was part of the tradition for us, and and that's Mr. Vince Deluca, yeah. And you know, yeah. Coach Lachlan bringing Mr. Deluca to us and having him, you know, kind of help be the storyteller. Yeah. of the tradition so it wasn't just coach lachlan who yeah. also played for kingston <laughs> football uh, and all our other coaches that played mm-hmm. you know, uh, what, every every guy on our staff that we that coached us played for kingston right? that was the special
0: thing you know all of our coaches you know on our varsity staff played for kingston and that was a part of the pride and the tradition you know um and i'm not saying it has to be that way but that was a, a, just an added bonus for us to look up at our coaches and know each one of them, you know, wore that same jersey we wore. You know what I mean? That's a special thing. And it's less and less common um, you know, anymore these days. So Yeah. Yeah, Mr. DeLuca, uh I mean obviously I could talk about him for hours alone, but um it's one thing to to hear it from your coaches. But when somebody comes in, you know, who's an old man and talks to you about, I haven't missed a game in 40 years and how important it doesn't even matter if you win or lose, but fight and have pride. I mean, that really um, that really struck a chord with me early on. And, you know, when we played varsity, we were like, I think, geez, I think you were still 14. You know, cause I remember coach saying, you know, we were like 14 and 15 years old playing varsity football, Yep. you know? Um, and I'll never forget him coming in a locker room and shaking all of our, walking around, shaking every kid's hand and coming up and saying, are you Quentin Johnson? And I remember being like, wow, this guy knows who I am. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, I, to tell you the truth, I, I struggle uh, lately with, you know, how am I gonna keep the tradition? How am I gonna keep the, you know, the rivalry alive, um, you know, without Vince DeLuca, without Mr. DeLuca, because he meant so much. And, and you know, you could ask him a question. He could tell you in 1915, this is what happened. And in 1926, you know, um, so now that puts a lot more of the onus and, and pressure on me, which I'm totally okay with I mean not trying to be him, but um I can't let it go away, so I'm gonna make sure I do everything I can to make sure that you know people know the history and the tradition and it, and, it, and I don't want it to ever go away, you know at least not on my watch so
1: no, no it it means it means too much and and there's a there's a a good group of i think there's there's enough alumni around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that there'll, there'll be, or, or even, you know, even somebody like me that, you know, yeah, I, i you know, life has taken me away from Kingston. I right? mm-hmm. There was nothing more than I wanted than to be yeah. there. And would you know, I would love to have been right there by your side to help build this, this tradition, but that's not the path, you know, uh, life sent me on. Um, but th- I think there's enough of us that still, it still means something. To us that they'll support it, they'll support and help teach those lessons. You know, help you help be that support for you because you know, like we said, it's, you know, it's it can't I I don't think I think tradition just doesn't come from the coaching staff as much as it comes from the community. Yeah community absolutely
0: yeah and I agree with you and there's many times I think man if only Chris Whitaker was here but I gotta tell you I couldn't be happier for you you know you're you're doing everything you know I, obviously you know you you meet your wife and you you know and you you go and live your life and start your family so um you know as, as much as it would be great I'm much happier that, that you found uh you know and, and you get to, and not that it's not important but you, you know you still have what we have, but now you get to add your own piece to it. You know what I mean? I get to say to the kids, Hey, you know, I got a friend in Michigan and you know what he, you know, and maybe you come here one day and I, you know, it just, you know, it it just adds another layer of, um, you know, to the whole thing. The other thing is, you know, our alumni uh, uh, is so deep and, and I was having this conversation with Dan Whalen who's the CEO of the Boys and Girls Club in Kingston, which as you know, is another place close to my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking yesterday and I was saying, you know, that our alumni in Kingston is so deep that people don't even really know. I mean, we have people all over the country and they all started at Kingston, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, one of the, you know, I ob- won't say obvious, but one of the the key, um, and I had a chance to meet him over this past summer. And what a great guy, Dave Gettleman, who is uh, the New York Giants GM. And he was this Carolina Panthers GM. They went to the Super Bowl. Uh, he was Kingston, he was a teacher in Kingston, and he was, a, you know, um, the head football coach in the 80s, you know, and then he goes on to the NFL and all, you know, and, and I had a chance, and he couldn't have been any more gracious. Uh, I got a chance to go up to Giants training camp last summer. It was an amazing experience. I met Michael Strahan, um, Eli Manning. I, I photobombed Eli Manning inadvertently, but, you know, know. Um, so, it, you know, and I walked around the facilities and he treated me like, you know, oh, hey, you're, you're from Kingston? Come on in. Let me. He treated me like I was like one of his sons. So um, North Dakota uh, State University, I'm just doing a couple of things here. Um, their athletic director, uh, Matt, I can't think of his last name. Um, he's from Kingston. Carson Wentz, um, for those who don't know, he's the Eagles starting quarterback. Um you know, he came from there. They won, I think, four or five national championships in a row, football. Um, their athletic director, you know, he's from Kingston, Kingston graduate. You know, Morgan State University, uh, they're, i want to say, the president of their college or their athletic director Kingston. Um, you know, so we have our alumni, you know, base is really strong. And uh, it, that's another thing that I don't want people to ever lose sight of because a lot of great things have come through Kingston and from
1: Kingston. Absolutely. I just looked up real fast. Matt Larson.
0: Matt Larson. Yep.
1: Yep. Matt that's it.
0: Yep. He's a Kingston graduate, you know? Um, you know, in fact, uh, I got a letter from UMass um, last year and they were, I can't remember the, the reasoning behind it, but I got a letter, a card from UMass and one of their coaches grew up in Kingston and he, I don't remember if we were sending somebody, I can't remember, but he sent me a letter. Oh, um, they had, Uh, They had a player on their roster who's from Kingston, and he sent me a letter saying, hey, we got a guy from Kingston on our roster. He didn't graduate from Kingston, but he, you know, he grew up in Kingston. Um, And he sent me a letter saying, hey, I got a Kingston guy. I just want to tell you uh, how much Kingston means to me. I grew up, uh, you know, in Hurley, and I went to Kingston High School. And, uh, you know, so it's it's the tradition and the history, and it's it's all there. We just have to make sure, you know, we don't let it disappear, you know. Mm -hmm.
1: And I mean, hey, and it's a it's a tough thing to do uh, yep. to to keep it, especially when you you go through hard times. But I mean, you know, I know you know, not only just because you're my friend, but I know that there's a lot of alumni that have faith in you and and trust in you that that you're going to you're going to do right by kingston football and that you're going to to build it build it up and obviously we could we could talk about tradition for a long time but let's let's get into the the current current uh state of, of kingston football last time we you you know, had you you know you had you know you were just kind of recently a few months in i believe maybe the end of your first season right yeah the head coach
0: i came in in 2017 yeah so it was the end end of my first season
1: um, January of 2018 to the end of the mm-hmm. first season. And you're yep. looking to, you know, to, to uh, the program had fallen on hard times and mm-hmm. you're looking to turn it around. So, um, you know, one of one of the big things on we see on social media, and you brought this up to me before the show is like, you know, people doing these things where it's, oh, how it started mm-hmm. and how's it going. So, because uh, kind of recap, you know, kind of what it was like when you took over in 2017 season and, you know, what where's it going now
0: yeah so um this is something you know it's reflection so going back to remember the titans you know there's that thing on the mirror reflection is the better part of the of a champion uh you know so um you know when i came in you know we had had three head coaches in three years um which is which is stunning um because you know before that we had coaches for for 15 you know you know, you go back through the list, you had coaches for, you know, seven, eight, really, you know, um, Jeremy Collins, I think he was like seven years. But if you go before that, Coach Locken, 15 years, Rick Clausey, 15 years, Tony Balato, 15 years. You know, Dave Gettleman was in there for a couple of years, but then he went uh, to for the New York Giants. So we had coaches, you know, we had a long history of, of coaches being there a long time. So for, for us to go through three head coaches in three years, I think was um stunning uh you know we had kids on i had kids on that team who were seniors who in four years of high school had a different coach every year you know and that's that's not right you know so um it's it's you know we would had three athletic directors in three years so there was a, it was it was definitely you know as probably as bad as it, it could have gotten um and i'm sure things can always get worse thankfully it wasn't worse than that i mean we would had two out of the three seasons um you know, before me, we, we were winless, you know? So, um, you know, it was definitely, it was, it was a different, I, it was, I was almost like a dark cloud. I can kind of remember, um, over the program. Um, the other thing I think, um, you know, in terms of all that is that, um, you know, we, um, you know, it just, even as things I felt like were bad, I I still, you know, first of all, I'm, I'm always a believer, um, but I still felt like the community support was there, even though things were, were really bad and it still continues to be. But then I also felt like, you know, as bad as it is, it were really only a little tweak here and a little tweak there away from things being, being a lot better, you know? So that was how, you know, when I came in, it was, it was, it was like that. I mean, the, the, the year before me, there was 30 kids on varsity football, you know, and you know, like I know that's, that's a, that's a hard number to really, you know, that's a hard number to 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 build a program on you know there's thirty kids and that's when everybody's healthy and nobody's hurt and everybody's eligible you know we forfeited a game uh it's just a lot of bad it was just it was really bad you know so when I came in um you know when I came in late i came in in in, in may I got hired um but then of course I was working in another school district so I didn't even really come in full time until the end of June and then I got married and then I, you know so it was you know my first year was um, it was very tumultuous in terms of the program. Um, but I think the good news was that I've always been a Kingston guy, you know, I live in Kingston. I bought a house, you know, so, uh, my fingers always try to be on the pulse of the program in the community. So, um, I could come in, I think, and, and know what exactly, plus I had been an assistant for a couple of years, I think two years before that. Um, you know, so I kind of knew, I knew the kids, which was, that made all the difference. Um, and then I knew, uh, obviously the infrastructure of the district and things like that. So, you know, we, we came, when I came in, we were on, a, you know, I, I remember one of the first, first of all, one of the first uh, things that I remember is, um, you know, the, the kind of, the excitement of the kids. Like, and I remember saying to myself, man, these kids are still excited after all, you know, we've kind of been through that's number one. And then two, I remember when I have the clipping hanging hanging in my office, um, you know, well, first of all, we played a lot of close games that year. And, and you know, history doesn't – you don't look back and say, oh, man, you know, they could have – could. you know, you look back and you say, what you win and what did you lose, you know? So uh, we lost a lot of games close. I mean, you know, uh, you know, we, we, we opened the season with Newburgh. So my first game as head coach, you know, on a shortened kind of – you know, we open up at, at Newburgh, you know, um, which if I could rewrite it, I wouldn't change a thing because – um that was important to me I'll always feel special knowing hey my first game as head coach was against our rivals you know that means a lot to me um and they were better than us and they beat us and they should have because they were better um you know but other than that game we played a lot of games close you know we played Middletown the following week close and we lost to Menacing six I think eight nothing you know so we played a lot of close games Uh, one of the things that I remember about that season was um you know, we we ended up in week eight. I want to say we ended up in a crossover and, uh, and we beat Walk Hill and and the headline in the paper was Kingston snaps, 16 game losing streak. And I just remember looking at that and going, wow, 16 games in a row. I mean, that is, you know, so those kids will always be special to me because they really, um, they really got us going back in the right direction. You know what I mean? They dealt with so much with the changes and the coaching and this and that. You know, but, um, you know, to lose all those games and, you know, none of those kids on that team quit, you know, you know, because things can get rough and those kids will say, I'll quit. You know, none of those kids quit. They all kept coming back, you know, um, and they were able to to get us back in the right direction. We won our last two games and then, you know, so uh, so after that, you know, um, the next kind of big thing I would say that happened was the following year, um, you know, we were playing a a home game. I want to say it was our home opener. We were playing Washingtonville. I don't, I don't know if you know this story now. So we were down whew, in the third quarter. I want to say it was 40 to 18 or somewhere along those lines. We were down to Washingtonville in the third quarter. And one of the things that I'm constantly preaching to the kids is, is just, to, and, and you know, just keep playing, play the next play. Mm-hmm. And those guys kept playing and kept playing, and we ended up coming back and winning that game. Um, Jeez. I don't remember. I want to say 62 to 58 or something like that shootout and shootout yeah i mean we came back and, and mind you it was we were down big in the, in the middle of the third it sounded like that was the second quarter it was late in the game and we just came in and we got some onside kicks we blocked i mean we just those kids did everything you know that was our first league win in five years that was our first um home win i mean it was a huge thing and and that got a lot of excitement and uh some momentum going our way and we won another uh league game and we had you know that year we you know so this is my second year we we missed the playoffs we were playing middletown um if we were to beat them we would have secured a playoff berth and uh we were up on middletown and uh and they ended up coming back last play of the game and, and inter- intercepted our quarterback and um on a on a terrible play call by me uh intercepted our quarterback and, and they ended up winning the game and, and we got knocked out um, you know, and then this past year, you know, um, one of the big things that, you know, is, you know, our facilities at Kingston have always been an issue as long as we've been around. Um, and we didn't pay a lot of attention to it when we were growing up because we just didn't know any better. Uh, but once you know, some things you, you realize, um, you know, how, how things can be. So it helps. One of the, yeah, one of the things that really helped us is, is that dirt. I don't even want to call it a grass field. that dirt field we used to have outside of the high school. Uh, they re-turfed that and resurfaced it. And, uh, so now we have a, a turf field right outside the high school. Um, you know, they built a new weight room, you know, so now we can, uh, practice, we can lift weights and walk right on the field for practice. And that's something we've never been able to do before, you know, so that this past, uh, off season, you know, so I'm talking the, the, the summer, spring and summer of, of 2019, you know, before COVID and all that stuff. So before this, this, past 2019 season you know our numbers in the weight room first of all were way up I mean there was times we had 50 kids in the weight room um, and we haven't had those kind of numbers you know as you know probably since maybe you and I were there or maybe maybe a little bit in the first know, I don't think so I think I think those numbers were you know kids were grinding and we were on the field we were doing some great things um you know and 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 you know we had a good season i mean we finished officially four and five um you know we had a i think our last game of the year our last game of the year we, we played across crossover and you know i mean our our and i tell the kids from the first day our league is is unmerciful you know and people don't always realize that they, they don't understand you know um you know you got to be in the top four to make just to make the playoffs you know what i mean and, you know, Newburgh is ranked in the state every year. Monroe is, is is ranked in the state every year. This year, I want to say, this is the first year they weren't ranked in the state, but they're always a top-notch program. Um, Pine Bush ranked in the state. Middletown ranked in the state. You know, this is our league. You know what I mean? Um, you know, so there's four right there, ranked. four ranked teams in the state. You know, Washingtonville is always tough. Valley Central, you know, so our league is just so, there's there's not a lot of wiggle room, you know, Um so, you know, we can have a really good season and we can play really, you know, but to just to get into the playoffs, you got to, you got to beat state ranked teams just to get into the playoffs. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, so, so we got our work cut out for us, but you know, we played a, a crossover game. You know, we missed the playoffs. We played a crossover game against Warwick. Um, and I remember the last play of the game, um, it was kinda one, of it was like a defensive stand. Last play of the game, our linebacker comes up and makes a tackle for a loss and strips the ball and the game kind of ends there. And I just remember after the game hugging, you know, kids hugging me and, and and the emotion and um, you know, and I remember thinking to myself, like this is, you know, this is getting us closer. You know, so mm-hmm. where we are now, I mean, right before, you know, right before COVID hit, you know, our numbers in the weight room were were, were great we were getting out on the field something we've never been able to do because we didn't have a field we had dirt you know so we were out in the field in 30 degrees and the kids wanted to go out you know so I took the kids uh you know we do our workout uh after school and then it'd be 30 degrees I'd be out there in a hat and gloves freezing and the kids wanted to go out and and do drills and and uh sometimes I'd be finishing up in the weight room I'd look out the kids already be on the field they didn't even wait for me. They just go out in the field and start on their own. You know, so mm-hmm. um, you know our, our numbers are up across the program. Our facilities are better. You know, we're, we're learning how to win because you know as much as people don't understand, that's a process. You know, so we're 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 you know how's it going now? You know, we're going to be in good shape. You know, obviously, you know, I graduated a lot of seniors last year, so obviously, you know, in high school in general, you're always you know rebuilding, but always turnover, always, always. You know, but. And I got a nice, hungry group of kids. I get text messages now, probably uh, we, definitely weekly, sometimes almost daily. When can we work out? What are we going to be able to do? You know, so so we're moving in the right direction. You know, we got a great group of kids. We got a great group of coaches. That's something that you know uh, I don't take for granted either. You know, I mean, you can't do this job without good guys around you, and you know that. You know what I mean? You just can't do it. So I've been blessed that since I've come in, I've had some great guys come in. Um, and, 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 and help me out. And, and it's never, it's never been, Hey, you know, you're doing this wrong or, Hey, it's always been a good open line of communication. Um, and some things I get right, some things I get wrong, but I've always felt comfortable being able to bounce it off of the coaches I have and walking away saying, okay, this is the best decision for kids, you know, and this is the best decision for what we need. And, 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 and it hasn't, it wasn't always that way. I coached in a couple of staffs where, you know it was an ego trip and it was, you know, it was about, you know, so I definitely appreciate, you know, what we have. So, you know, how it started, you know, it started as, as rough as it could get. And how's it going? Um, we're getting better. You know, our numbers are up. I'm starting to get kids who, who, who stayed away from football for whatever reason. Now they want to play, you know, in addition to that, I'm getting messages. So in addition to the, when are we going to work out? I'm getting messages from kids saying, Hey, I want to play football. You know, we haven't had that kids were staying far away you know so and 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 a big part of this i, I hope is my presence in the high school so the last 3 years this this is my third year um you know i've been a a phys ed teacher at the high school so you know any kid who walks past you know i'm basically you know well, yeah, yeah i could say almost any kid who walks past You know, um, um, you know, first of all, if they're a good kid, you know, that's the number one thing, but let's talk football. Let's talk. What what, do you want to play? How come you're not playing? You are playing. Well, how can, you know, so, you know, we're getting there. I I believe we're going to be, um, you know, certainly in, and we're definitely moving in the right direction, but I believe we're going to be, um, hopefully on, on people's radar. My goal is, you know, when you look at that schedule and you see Kingston's name on it, no longer is it. Oh, Kingston, let's, you know, I want you to look at that and go like we, like it used to be, you looked at Kingston and you said, Oh, that's going to be a tough game. You know, Hey, we don't know who's going to win, but when we go to Kingston, it's going to be physical, you know, and we might win, we might beat them. All right. But we're going to leave with some ice packs. You know what I'm saying? So that that's how, you know, I'm hoping we'll get back to that point. So.
1: Yep. You're going to, you're going to remember, remember having played the Kingston Tigers. Yep. whether You, you and, won and that, or lost and and that was our tradition and that's what we're, we're working hard to get back to mm-hmm. and we and we will absolutely absolutely again all from this alumni and i'm sure i speak for for everyone i said it once already you know we we believe in you and and i know we all we all follow now with, with covid right this this whole thing has thrown a major monkey wrench in mm-hmm. all of our plans so right yeah. now here here in michigan we are we're playing football in New York, you are not right now. What is what is the status that you know of to this point on the on the season? Like, what is the the word on when and if we're going to play this year in New York?
0: So, so New York is taking the stance of uh, moving our season from the fall to what they're calling fall two. So, um, they they've moved fall sports to start March first and go through basically April um, and then May in June will be spring sports. So what they've done is they've they've basically condensed all the seasons down Mm -hmm. to try and give the kids a season. So the first thing I said is, you know, this is good news because they could have just said fall sports canceled too bad and they didn't do that. So they said, hey, it's not going to be perfect. Let's move it so these kids can have a chance to play. So I appreciate that, you know, from our state. So winter sports are, are, are set to start um, November 30th. Now, I'm, I'm talking Section 9, so our, our section. Mm-hmm. Uh, some leagues are playing. Like Section 1 is, is playing soccer. You know, those who don't know, that's, you know, a section uh, a little south of us, you know, but obviously, you know. So, yeah, they're playing, yeah, they're, they're playing uh, their, I guess, low-risk sports. So they're playing mm-hmm. soccer. Um, I think they're playing field hockey you know, but our section in the state has, has made a a decision to move our fall sports, um, to the spring. So we're going to be playing, you know, a March, a spring football, um, season. So, uh, like I said, I'm excited about the idea that they didn't cancel it. They said, Hey, we're going to move it and give you guys a chance. You know, it's, it's definitely going to be a challenge. Um, you know, we lost a lot of momentum as did everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and, you know, right now in school, you know, we're doing remote school and, and we're opening our hybrid plan um, actually uh, tomorrow. Yeah, we're opening our hybrid plan tomorrow. So kids will start coming back into the building, you know, so so that little bit of normalcy will be there um, to, to get us back in the right direction. But the message that I'm constantly telling the kids is this. We're closer now than we've ever been. You know, when this thing started in March, and I'll be the first to tell you, when this started in March, I thought to myself, and I know you and I talked and we almost – I won't say we laughed about it, but you and I talked and we kind of said, ah, you know, hey, the flu and this and that. And when this thing started, I said, hey, two weeks, they shut us down for two weeks. I said, we'll be shut down for two weeks. They'll figure it out. We'll be back, you know, we'll be back rolling. Here we are, you know, almost seven, eight months later, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know, and it's, you know, so I feel for the kids. I feel for, you know, so many people, Um, but we are closer and I know they're probably tired of hearing me say it we're closer than we've ever been, you know I mean? The, the thought right now of bringing kids into school, if we would have thought of that in May or June last year, it was un—it was unconscionable, you know? Now the idea, kids are going to come to school, and we're going to make it work. You know, we're going to start some off-season workouts. Uh, we've been approved to start those. So, you know, we're, we're getting there, you know? so. But what I will say is, as bad as this has been, it, it's also been, you know, I got to try and find the silver lining. From a coaching standpoint, it's allowed our staff to meet more, you know? It's allowed more film. It's allowed more, um, you know, realigning, you know what I mean? We, we did a lot of realigning in terms of, um, you know, our calls and our coaching and you know, we've really, um, tried to take a, a, a top-down approach and, and get our whole program in vertical alignment from varsity to modified, mm-hmm. which is something I've been trying to do, um, since I came in, but it's difficult, you know? Mm-hmm. So this little bit of extra time gave us time to do that. Um, so now, you know, we're in vertical alignment from, from varsity down to modified terminology plays and, and all that stuff. And, um, and again, that's something that people take for granted, how difficult it is to do that, you know, and we have finally gotten it done, um, you know, year four here. So that's the silver lining in all this, you know, we get so busy, especially at varsity, cause it's about, you know, the kids and it's about winning um, and sometimes you forget, you know. Hey, what's modified doing? What's JV doing? And you just kind of I gotta worry about this game and preparing. And mm-hmm. you know, so I've been able to to meet with coaches more than I've ever done, and and come up with plans and playbooks and and, and vertically aligning ourselves that when when we do get the green light, we're gonna be able to go 100 miles an hour. And
1: I'm mm-hmm. excited. You, know? you ready to hit the ground running? Awesome. Around-
0: yeah, so it's good. You know, it's it's bad as it is. It's 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 good in that respect too. The other thing that I appreciate about this is that, um, you know, it, it's given us uh, and, and I know I think I heard Coach Chadow mention this on his podcast. It's really given us a chance. I, you know, that old coaches meeting and you know we got to come in and watch the film. It's it. Well, we did so much Zoom that now I'm like, geez, I don't know that I'll ever go back to to. Why do we need to sit in a room anymore? You know, we can stay home with our families. You know, um, I can put zoom on the screen, we can watch film, we can share a game plan, you know, and um, you know, that's, that's going to help, you know, hopefully elongate some, some coaching careers too, because that's more time you're spending in your house. You know, we don't have to be in the building at 6am and 7am, you know, uh, as coaches now we can be at home and, and, and get just as much done. We can get it out to the kids. I got meetings with the kids on zoom. I don't have to bring you in the building. You can log on the computer. You can log on your phone, you know? So again, as, as bad as this has been, we've gotten some couple good things that i think is going to help help football in general um you know moving forward so
1: absolutely yeah absolutely it's uh, there's there's definitely some positives that we can take from this as far as you know the avan- the un- advancement not necessarily in technology cuz this has always been here right yeah. we're, we're, Hey, yep. we're, we're using it right now to talk from 650 miles yep. away and you know yep. and it's yep. it's like we're sitting in the same room together and when you can yeah. do that and yeah yep
0: yep i mean you're talking one-on-one meetings with players and position meetings and di- things that you know we know from from a college football standpoint you know and we always look back at high school and you know as important as football is and we want it to be no, it can't be the most important thing in a kid's life in high school. It just can't be as much as we might want it to be. It can't be. So, you know, I don't want to bring the kids in seven days a week. You know, it's not, it's not right. You know what I mean? So um, even six days a week is a lot. And we, we typically do about six days, you know, with the kids, at least coaches, were seven days, you know, that, you know, but you know, from a kid's standpoint um, you know, so now if I can just say, Hey, you're going to go on your computer, you stay right at home. You know, we're, we're going to help you know, again, with, with this profession and, and this um, strain that this can put on you, it's really going to help us. So, and I would have never used Zoom. I would have, I would have probably never thought to myself, let me have a Zoom meeting with my coaches. I would always say, guys, let's get together and talk." you, know, I would never think, let me sit on a screen and talk to you, mm-hmm. you know, but I learned a lot and, and I can share my screen and we can watch film and I can record it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, you know, I found a, a, kind of like a backdoor way um, I've been watching clinics online and I've been zoom recording them. So now I have access to those videos. So let's say I'm, you know, one of the things I've been watching is some, some offensive, uh, some O-line, you know, things from a, a really good O-line coach. Well, when I watch that online, I zoom, I, I I treat it like a zoom meeting with myself. I record it. Now I have an archive that I can use as a, as a coaching, you know, uh clip and I can share it with our coaches and, mm-hmm. and our kids, you know what I mean? So these are things I would have never done before. I would have just been, I got to be in the building and grind, 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 you know, so now to be able to, to use that technology, it's, it's, you know, I hate that we had to learn this way, but I'm, I'm grateful too, that I yeah. did learn. Well, you
1: know? well uh, like you said, without, without the extenuating circumstances happening around us with this virus, would we ever have actually considered it a viable option? Right. You know? I,
0: I, I don't think so. Like with oh. school, I would have never imagined myself teaching kids on a computer and they would do it you know i'm I'm on my way tomorrow we're we're starting a new and i'm talking high school phys ed you know i'm doing basically exercise physiology labs i got kids you know getting their heart rate and we're doing um you know fitness testing and you know and i I would have never thought you know and people still they say what are you guys doing what could you possibly be doing in phys ed you know but we've been forced to make it work and we're making it work you know so Mm -hmm. now i learn, i can do this you know so that's the, the silver lining in all this.
1: Absolutely. Well, coach, I know I know you got to get going here. Yeah. I can't I can't keep you all day. Um, so if there's nothing else that you'd like to bring up, I have one well two more pieces of business that'll be quick, and then I'll I'll let you get going and get back with your family, and of course give my best uh, to Paulina and Jeremiah. Um,
0: I appreciate that. Jeremiah's playing with his dumbbell. You got him. He's loving it. Barbell. Yeah,
1: we're just going to keep upgrading that, you know, yeah. each, each year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Actually, I, I think I showed you in the gym, my home gym. I I brought his little pay play pay, play pen downstairs. Yeah. But when I'm working out, he's just sitting and watching me. You know, yep. sometimes with cartoons on the TV or something, but hopefully yep. he'll start to, through osmosis enjoy that environment, if nothing else.
1: Uh, it's um, you know he's got a good role model to look up to and dad, so uh, he'll keep. I know it'll it'll happen for him. Mom and dad are good people that are going to lead him lead him in the right direction in life. Yeah. Um, so the, the the two things I got. First thing is our you know, tradition, one, another tradition on the podcast is that the guest picks a weight room song of the week and I play it at the end. And I probably should have put this in when we were doing all our music things earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what's your pick for the weight room song song of the week to, to play here on the end of the show?
0: It's got to be Eye of the Tiger. I mean, is there any other one? What else could I pick? It's got to be Eye of the Tiger.
1: Well, I, um, I think that's a great one. And, you know, obviously we already talked at length about what it means to us. So i will be happy to add that to our weight room song of the week playlist. You can find it on Spotify. Uh, just go on Spotify, search Iron Dread podcast weight room song of the week and you'll find it or you can find it in the show notes uh, right here on the show. Uh, when you are listening on your favorite podcast platform, uh, don't forget. Um, oh, that's it. No, well, one other thing. I'm forgetting one thing saying don't forget. Uh, last thing is your social media handles. Where can people uh, keep up with you, keep up with Kingston Tiger football? All right. Uh, yep. any other- so
0: I do have to admittedly do a better job there. So one of the things that I've tried to do is, is delegate that to one of our other coaches. Mm-hmm. So we have a Twitter. Um, it's at KHS Tiger football 1L. Don't ask me why when I um, – maybe that's the maximum characters. I don't know. When I came in, that was the um, handle we already had and I didn't want to start a new one. Um, We're on, uh, so that's our Twitter. Uh, We're on Facebook at Kingston Tiger Football. Um, And our Instagram is KHS Football. So I think at KHS Football. So admittedly, I do need to do a better job on social media, but I have a a great young coach, um, several great young coaches, but I do have a really great young coach who you coached, Corey Juby, Mm -hmm. um, who, who's, who's a a social media guy. So he's taking that on, um, Danny Ballou also, obviously we've known Danny a long time.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, he's offered to help. Uh, and what happens is like, first of all, I'm just not a big social media guy. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's one, but then two, um, is they're just, it, it just gets, you get busy or whatever, whatever. And I forget to post a picture or whatever, whatever. So I got some great, um, some great coaches who are going to help us out with that. But that's how you can find us, um, you know, and, kind of keep things going there. So uh, we're going to have more and more things uh, coming out uh, as time goes on, but um, the Twitter page, I kind of run, you know, the Facebook, Instagram, the other, the other coaches run, but I'm in the process of hopefully letting them run it all so that, you know, they can do a much better job than they will than I than I do.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's important to, to people, I think. I mean, for me, like I, I got them for all kinds of different things. But it is a it is a good good way to get your message out there. And you never you never know who is reading your stuff, who is looking at it. Okay. Like the 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 feedback that I've gotten from people that follow stuff for the strength program or or, or sure. the podcast or things like that. The people that I never thought. Would remotely sure. pay attention to what we're doing. So, and you never know. You know, with this, there, there, there's, there might be that kid that's a little bit on the fence about coming, to, coming mm-hmm. to play, or somebody yep. new moving to Kingston. Like, it's, it's a yep. good thing. And I think having those yep. young guys take the reins for it, it's one less thing you, you, uh, you gotta gotta worry about and help get the message. So,
0: if I can get it off my plate and and get it on a more capable hands, you know, that's what I want to do. That's another thing I'm learning. You know, when I first came in, I thought I had to do everything. You know, I'm learning the more I do it. I can't. First of all, I'm I'm not good enough uh, to do everything. Uh, second of all, it's going to be better when, you know, and it empowers your coaches and your players and everything else when you let them do it. On top of that, this is the last thing I'll say um, in my, you know, so um, I mean, I'm 32. I'll be 33 um, in December. And we started coaching, I mean, you know, I mean, we, you know, we, we came in at the varsity level at like 22, young, you know, 21, 22, but I started coaching, um, you know, I would come back to Kingston and help coach out, you know, help out coaching. Uh, I was like 19, you know, so all of a sudden I look up and I'm 32. I'm like, man, I got, I got some years in, I didn't really realize that, but I'm saying that to say, um, you know, I haven't had one original idea yet. I'm always... In, you know, in all these years, I'm always looking what I can borrow and beg and steal from somebody else. So mm-hmm. um, just like you said, I'm I'm on Twitter. When I'm looking on Twitter, I'm looking at other coaches. I'm looking at other things when I'm on Instagram, you know, I'm looking at what other people are doing. Um, and, and I'm trying to steal it and maybe put our own stamp on it. So I probably shouldn't say that. But anybody who, who doesn't agree with me is not telling the truth. You know just, what I mean? Everybody's stealing it. Right a game football is a game of stealers and cheaters you know what i mean so <laughs> and
1: i'm
0: i'm okay admitting that so absolutely
1: uh, so. absolutely man so uh, give uh give quentin and, and quentin and the kingston uh tiger football program a follow on your favorite social media platform follow them on all three uh, if you enjoyed this podcast you know give them a shout out on there. you know tag you know, kicks the tiger football on Instagram or Twitter and say, you heard them on the iron dread podcast. Uh, and, uh, let them know that you, you enjoyed what they're doing. Coach. I won't keep you, uh, any longer. Thank you for your time. I appreciate you being on the show. It's always good to, uh, to catch up every time we say this, we always go over our scheduled amount of time that we are going to talk. Yeah. Uh, and we always say that we should just pick up the phone and call each other more <laughs> often. Yeah. <laughs> we do, uh, we do. And, and then we get busy and it never happens so thank you again yeah. for being on and uh we'll talk with you soon
0: hey thanks a lot I, I appreciate all the work you're doing you know i don't think a week goes past where i don't say hey you know in our in our building hey chris told me this or hey chris is doing that and and you know certainly everybody here uh, as you know we we talked to you the other day uh, everybody i work with sends you the best and you know we love and and miss you but but we're glad you're doing you know you're doing your thing and. Um, you know, that's all we can hope for is, is that you're happy and you are. So that makes us, I know that makes me happy. So all good.
1: Appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk. All soon. right.
0: We'll talk soon. Thanks.
1: Special thanks to Quentin for stopping in and giving us his time. Another great episode with him and please keep up with Quentin and all the things he's doing at Kingston high school and the Kingston tiger football program. So we're going to take a a brief commercial break from our sponsors and we'll be back with everyone's favorite segment of the podcast. And that of course is your iron dread weight room song of the week. The iron dread podcast is brought to you in part by crank it up DJ service and line dance instruction available for all your DJ and line dance needs. Please visit CrankItUpDJDancing.com for booking information. So crank it up.
0: This is Megan Ford at the Dexter High School Counseling Office, and you're listening to the Iron Dread Podcast.
1: song of the week presented as always by crank it up dj service and line dance instruction this week's song selected by our special guest coach quentin johnson is our unofficial anthem at kingston high school in kingston new york from the rocky four soundtrack survivor and eye of the tiger crank it up There you have it, Survivor and Eye of the Tiger, this week's Weight Room Song of the Week. You can find this song and all of our Weight Room Song of the Week songs on our Spotify playlist. Just visit the show notes and you can find a link or go on Spotify and search Iron Dread Weight Room Song of the Week to find the playlist and listen to all the Weight Room Song of the Week songs in their entirety. Well, folks, that's all we have for this week. We'll see you back next week for episode 45 with coach C.T. Chatham, formerly of Newberg Free Academy. But until then, remember, strength is never a weakness. Tough people always win. Around here, we're becoming dread stronger. I'm Chris Whitaker, signing off.